Okay, guys, welcome to the the fourth and final edition of uh, Chef Hopcast's Chef Hop Fest uh, weekend celebration of beer. Um, for anyone that doesn't know, my name's Sean, and I'm the uh, the lucky uh, fourth host of um, Chef Hopfest. Uh, uh, special thanks to Adam, James, and uh, and Laura. Who, uh, who took care of a uh, very uh, celebrated and professional first threes. And this is where it all goes wrong uh, on, on number four. Half an hour ago, I got no internet, but we've, we've rescued things finally. And so we're, uh, we're all sorted now. So, um, so thanks to the three guys for uh, letting me uh, uh, pick up at session number four. Uh, they did give me first choice to try and fit around different things with work. So um, uh, Sean Miller asked me a, a week or so ago why I'd gone for stouts. He actually asked me whether I was a stout expert. And I did actually laugh uh, when I read that, um, uh, Sean. The, the real reason that uh, we're doing stouts today is that I picked the Sunday slot. And then I thought, well, stout Sunday is already a thing. Let's go with stout Sunday. So oh, it was very, this is why it, you're closing it, the shop tomorrow. It's not for a restock. It, it was a very simple <laughs> thing. Yeah, I, uh, I, I do normally work from home on a Monday. So uh, we have got people in the shop tomorrow, but it will just make my morning easier, Rich, or uh, um, not having to commit too early. So uh, the session as well tonight is going to be a, a one-hour session. Uh, various have, have got pizzas and deliveries and curries and everything on the way. So we'll keep it to a nice, tight uh, one hour. And we look like we've got a really lovely group of people, actually, in terms of number and uh, potential uh, beer drinkers. So, uh, But we'll keep it to an hour. And um, as per the other, the other sessions, um, I'll kick off, introduce my style, explain why I've I brought it along, and and then everyone else gets their chance to have a, a chat about theirs. And if we've got time towards the end, um, I wouldn't mind knowing, or if you want to bullet it out part way through when you're doing your little piece, I wouldn't mind knowing what your greatest stout of all time is. If you've got one more stout to drink, or one memory of a stout somewhere tucked away in the back of your mind, what is and it, it's lovely to see people's eyes raising up and looking and thinking uh, uh, so greatest stout of all time is a potential question if we've got time um to fit that in before we finish um i'm always saying to people uh, in the shop I've, I've i've trotted this out now it's become my own personal cliche um but i find hoppy beers particularly more satisfying to drink but I find stouts much more memorable. So I don't really remember many places where I had this murky dipper or an incredible pale ale, but I do remember dozens of places where I had this stout and that stout, and I find that they, they last with me much more than a, a, a hoppy IPA or double IPA or pale ale. I, I sometimes find it hard to distinguish between those, but stouts give me better memories than, than hoppy beers. So... Uh, um, that's another reason perhaps why I've gone for stout tonight. Another thing I also say in the shop all the time is that my greatest ever stout of all time is the smiley face, is Omnipolar, Omnipolar Noah uh, Pecan Mud and a, a famous beer now called Aeon of course but forever to be called Noah and uh, an 11% imperial stout with pecan nuts and chocolate and lots of omnipolo craziness and every six months or so i have a, a little uh, a, a attack of a lack of confidence and i think well is it my favorite stout of all time so i grab a bottle take it home open it smell it and before i even taste it i know it's the greatest stout i've ever had in my life um it's not uh, of course um particularly layered or particularly um, creatively done, I suppose, in that it's a big stout with lots of sweetness and lots of nuts in there, so nothing too complex. I'm sure a fair number of you have had um, uh, Omnipolo Noah uh, before. Uh, I've not had one for a fair few months, so I'm going to give it uh, a sniff and a pour. It smells beautiful, by the way. Pours beautifully. And my first little sip of it. (coughs) 
superb. Um, so that takes me back um, to trying this one of the first times in a Little Leeds Beer House uh, up in Leeds, Rich and Bryony. Had an Omnipolo event probably four years ago now. And this was one of the beers that I was particularly looking forward to on the night. And I adored it that night. We were, of course, given an Omnipolo glass as part of that night. And I would have used that, but I managed to smash it about two years ago. Uh, the thickest, heaviest glass you could ever get, but I, I managed to smash it. So Omnipolo Noah is my beer for tonight. It's also my greatest stout of all time for me personally. Um, but we'll have a, a, a whack round now and we'll do it in, in reverse, I think. So at, at the bottom of my screen, I've got Simon Bratton. And yeah. so Simon, if you wouldn't mind, I want to start with you and work all the way back home uh, sure. to James in my, my top left-hand corner. Sure. So uh, good stuff, yeah. Simon, over to you and uh, right. tell us what you've got. Well, I've got um, I've got a uh, a beer from Noda Brewery in uh, Charlotte, South Carolina, and it's called Monstro. It's a Russian Imperial Stout, eleven point two percent. It's uh, it's one of a four pack that I brought back um, from the US about uh, three years ago now, three and a half years ago actually, and uh, I I gave two away to two mates and uh, I kept to myself and I had one and it was uh, it was incredible really enjoyed it and then I've kept this one uh, in the fridge for for three years um, and waiting for an occasion when I feel right to uh, to break it open and, uh, and, and and try it again and uh, when I saw you know the uh, the advert come up for uh, um, Stout Sunday for me it was uh, it just you know the planets aligned and I thought great great a great opportunity for me to crack this open again and 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 share my experience with uh, with a lot of people and uh, enjoy it on uh, on this evening so uh, and um, the reason I chose this one really was um, similar to what you were saying Sean really about stouts being memorable um, well Noda Brewery is one of my um, one of my favorite breweries in the, in the US um, been to the brewery many many times had the opportunity to uh, to uh, visit the US many many times. I've got friends in Charlotte. Um, lived over in uh, the US for uh, for three years, and uh, whenever I was in in Charlotte, I used to go and, and spend as much time there as I as I could. It's a fantastic place. It's a great brewery, um, and uh, <clears throat> this was one of the one of the stouts that really hit me um, from their from their range that was just absolutely amazing so for me what i get is um it, it's it's chocolatey but it's not too sweet uh there's a lot of um you can tell deep dark sugary molasses in there which i i really enjoy um and there's a backbone of licorice in there as well and all that comes together with a with a thick um a thick mouthfeel that, that for me is just perfect. There's no harshness there. It's smooth. The carbonation is perfect. Um, so for me, this is definitely one of, uh, one of the best stouts that I've, uh, I've ever had. So, you know, that's Sorry. the little story. That's the little story behind, uh, behind the, the beer that I chose to, uh, today. We're, we're all very honored that you've chosen this little session then to have your, uh, that, you just said that was your final can of that yeah, particular is, yeah. stamp as well. So have you got a, a potential trip back to Carolina to, uh, to bring us all back one when you're, uh... <laughs> <laughs> not this year. Um, no, I'm not planning on, uh, on going this year, uh, next year, maybe I was, I was only, um, I was only chatting to my friends in uh, in Charlotte yesterday, actually, um, and uh, you know they're sort of saying, "When are you coming back? We need you back here. We need you know, we need you to go to uh, Noda again. They've done some uh, new brews and they've revamped the place a little bit. So uh, I'm quite excited to get back there as quickly as I can, but certainly okay. not much. So. It's great. It's great that uh, uh, they come in four packs because there are 16 of us on the, uh, the, the screen tonight. <laughs> so that. <laughs> that makes it much easier for you to purchase and to transport exactly. back. Exactly, there you go, yeah. yeah, yeah very yeah, very yeah. kind of you. We are recording this as well. Appreciate you pointing that out. Yeah, that's <laughs> <laughs> Simon, what's the name of the beer again, sorry? It's called, it's called Monstro. I don't know if you can, I don't know if you can okay, see Okay, yeah. It'll yeah. be obviously backwards, I guess, but yeah, Monstro, it's got uh, basically a, it, it's like a big black whale uh, on, on the can. Um, 
Russian imperial stout, 11.2%, uh, 72 IBUs, and it's uh, a traditional uh, US pint can. So, yeah, um, yeah this is probably going to be my one and only beer for tonight. Um, yeah. As it's a school night, well, at least, uh, you know, tomorrow's a school day for some of us, at least, anyway. So, uh, so, yeah. so, so, so fast, Simon, you're, you've got more than everyone else. So we'll see whether anyone can, uh, to, can go to beyond the one pint US can. We'll see if anyone's <laughs> got a four pint takeaway or something. Richard yeah, Laura yeah, might have, I suppose. <laughs> Simon, brilliant, that. Thank you very much. Pete, you're, you're next up on my, uh, my little uh, gallery of rugs. So we'll, uh, we'll see what, uh, what you've got for us. Which Pete? Oh, excuse me. <laughs> I, I apologise. Yes, uh, Pete. Uh, Pete with the uh, the long hair and uh, and sexy sexy singing voice. <laughs> You've never heard my singing voice. <laughs> no, I haven't. But I bet it's very sexy. I've had a, I've had a sniff of me stout, so uh, I'm on my way now. Right away, Pete Lonsdale. Hello. Um, so I have got. I don't know if that. Comes through. It's the yes, Atom. Barrel aged Neutron Star. Um, it's not my favourite M Stout, but um, I wanted to kind of keep it local um, because I live near Hull. Um, I was born in Hull. Um, and this was, uh, I think they released this last year or maybe the year before. Um, and it's a uh, uh, Imperial Stout aged on coffee beans and um, also Heaven Hill bourbon barrels. It's, um, I should pour it. It's probably a better thing to do, isn't it? It uh, sounds nice as you pour it. Yeah. And I've got proper glass for it, look. With the stuff on, proper. Um, it, so the first thing you smell... You smell the bourbon um, as really strong. Um, the, the, I don't know if anybody's had the non-barrel-aged version of this. It's quite heavy on the coffee. Um, the coffee's there, but the bourbon just totally obliterates it. Which I, you know, I like the barrel-aged stuff. So, and yeah, it's thick and it's sweet, and there's lots of vanilla and coffee in it. Um, it's, it's great. Um, I miss kind of going over to Hull, going over to Atom, um, you know, tasting the new beers. I think uh, this, you know, this whole thing is very uh, surreal, isn't it? Mm. With us all as little screens. Okay. Yeah. Um, so it's, you know, it, I appreciate this is kind of like almost like a pub. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> I like that, Pete. Pete, I, I like that. We, we should have. I should have introduced that at the start. I should have said, "Where would you like to be drinking your stout?" Uh, me and Deborah were uh, saying on the way home yesterday after the shop that um, we saw the Rutland at the end of the road, and we were desperate to go back in the Rutland. So I wish I was drinking mine in the Rutland. Pete wishes he was up in Hull at the Atom Bar. Simon, you, I, I guess, wish you were out in Charlotte. Absolutely, yeah. Sat at the Noda Brewery and uh, having it on tap, that would be pretty perfect, yeah. Good stuff, Pete. Thank you very much. And uh, my screen's all moved around now, so uh, Laura is now sitting in uh, in box one for me. Laura, what have you got behind you? Sorry, Kirsty has moved into box one on mine. So, Kirsty, what, what have you got? What have you got behind you there? Nice and oh, colourful. behind me. Um, it's wallpaper. Yeah. It's Penguin Classics. Right. wallpaper Pen can Penguin you see books. it yes I can. Yeah, 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 yeah i've yeah. spent a lot of time in this room recently and more time than i've spent in seven years in this house but it's quite a good <laughs> zoom backdrop <laughs> go on tell us about your stout then kirsty um i've got it's from you actually sean it's a zygote amudson brewery i've been saving it um i do i do like my stouts but um i don't tend to drink them so much because the ones i seem to like are very alcoholic so this one's ten and a half percent um i'm sure some of you have already had it before but um it's really nice it's quite salty um yeah go, go on, tell a, us what type it is it, so it's yeah, a long one this it's a salted caramel chocolate chip cookie stout um so it's a big pastry stout and it's it's really nice 
um yeah very salty it's quite it says you can enjoy it with a dessert but actually it's i think it i think it's it's got quite a lot of savory notes to it yeah. um is anybody drinking their stout tonight with uh, a nice bit of chocolate cake just to enhance <laughs> things or uh, I, I always like to do that do you bake kirsty as well do, does anyone bake or, yeah uh, with big stouts would you use a big stout or would you would you um, worry about not drinking it I, I haven't. I have. I baked with Guinness and yeah. I had some Cocoa Wonderland Thornbridge left over a couple of weeks ago and I made a chocolate cake with that and it was really nice actually. Nice. Um, so yeah, that was quite good. I think with some of them, they're a bit expensive to bake with, but Cocoa Wonderland was okay. <laughs> a, a def, definitely a good value kit. Zygo is a, a really a really celebrated beer and I know whenever we're able to, to, to get any it'll be the same for lots of beer shops whenever you're able to get your hands on it um, it's one of those beers uh, even more than, than Omnipolo Noah I think one of those beers that people go back and go back and go back for a real, a real obsession with it it's right. lovely yeah Thank you very much. Good stuff. So with my little screen move round now, Hugh, Hugh Binney is, uh, is, is on show. You've got a nice white t-shirt on Hugh. I hope you don't spill anything down that uh, tonight. Hopefully not at this point in the evening, but <laughs> you never know. <laughs> Maybe later. <laughs> um, yeah, well, I feel like a very much of a novice looking round the room. Um, so I'm probably going to really embarrass myself. But having said that, um, I'm recognising a lot of people that w where most of my disposable income goes as well, which is a, a frightening <laughs> thought. Um, so I guess I only really started drinking craft beer about a year ago. And um, when I started, I thought stouts were where it was at. Um, but I think my tastes have changed a lot since since that time, uh, and I, I I don't drink a lot of stouts anymore. I'm, I must admit, I, I actually find them quite intimidating. Um, <laughs> you know, re really sweet, super boozy. Um, you know, you really can't drink anything else in an evening if you have one of them. Um, so I've had to think long and hard about what I wanted to drink, um, and in the end. <laughs> Um, I've gone back to one of the first beers that I had as when I became a sort of craft beer person. Um, and that was um, an Ian Brewery Montpass and Call in Plum Porter. So I probably don't even qualify to be in the room anyway. Um, of course you do. Oh, no, you do. That's <laughs> and, and when I first started drinking, that, that was what this was one of my uh, sort of highest rated beers on untapped i really loved it uh, you know it's the first beer i'd had with any fruit in it um so it sort of blew my mind um and you know it's always a good excuse to go out to chatsworth so <laughs> uh, i went to the farm shop today to get that um, and several other things and um i think it's got a bit of a covid link to it as well which is makes it appropriate um and for, it's a 5.5% plum porter, but it is really dark and, you know, it's strong, strong-bodied, I think. Yeah. Uh, smells lovely of, of, of fruit. I mean, not not as natural fruit now as, I, as I'd like, but nice, sweet, deep, plummy flavours. Um, there's a smokiness to it as well. Um yeah, and you know, five point five percent. I feel like I can get away with it because I know work's going to be horrendous tomorrow. Um, so, cheers. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it's an excellent choice, Sir uh, Hugh, and uh, you're the cool one. You're the cool one. We've all gone for the silly, stupid stuff so far. <laughs> you see, so you're actually the one that's ahead of the game. There, you're you're well ahead of us. That beer um, uh, was uh, Eames' first ever entrant, I think, into a, a beer festival at Sheffield Beer uh, Festival down at uh, Kellam Island, probably three years ago now. I would imagine. Uh, and it got a third place, uh, third place overall. I think Nutty Ambassador may have won that year. If not, uh, it could have been Coco Wonderland, but uh, that beer got them a third place, and, and I know gave them a lot of confidence, and I know they've expanded since, and uh, 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 brewed a, a, a lot more beer. I, I ordered a, 
Uh, I put an order with him uh, in yesterday just for a case of everything that they've got, expecting him to say half a dozen or so, which is his normal. And Ian, we've got 11 beers in bottle at the moment. So uh, we'll have uh, two shelves full of Eam uh, uh, by Thursday uh, next week. So a, a lovely beer. Cheers, Hugh. That's fantastic. That. What time do you have to get up tomorrow, by the way? Is it going to be a nightmare nightmare day, but you still start at nine or, or what? Yeah, obviously. All right, that's all right. <laughs> James in James in the top corner is getting up at three a.m. So uh, let's all let's all uh, feel sorry for uh, him. So I bet he's finished for eleven though. These postmen don't just they, they get off early, don't they? <laughs> um, Sean, uh, the, the already the winner of the best best name award. Uh, uh, let's see what uh, what beer you've got for us tonight, buddy. Well. This is where, actually, I've got two beers on the go at the moment, and I want to explain why. <laughs> um, about two years ago, I wouldn't touch a stout for love, no money. I couldn't stand them. I don't like coffee. I don't like licorice. Um, burnt stuff, I don't like. Anything like that, so I wouldn't go near them. And then I kind of got forced to drink a few one evening um, and then discovered that sticking fruit in it makes it lovely. Sticking dessert flavours in it makes it lovely. Putting the booze up to ridiculous amounts makes it lovely as well. <laughs> so I kind of got swung around to that. And so the first beer that I started drinking this evening is by Big Drop Brewing, and this is the alcohol-free one. <laughs> because I wanted to reacquaint myself with a non-fruity, super boozy, whatever stout, and understand why I didn't like them. Because this is just burnt coffee. Yeah. and too roasty for me and really thin so i know why i don't like that one so my proper beer for tonight though is storm in a teacup the imperial breakfast stout which is much more my cup of tea now and great big creamy head thick boozy sweet maple chocolate um bit of coffee coming through but not enough to take over that and that's where my and that's where my journey's <laughs> taken me to 50, from 0.5 about half an hour ago to 15% now and that's why I love stouts now because of beers like that Sean, you know, I, I, I would imagine uh, that Simon is sat there at the bottom looking at your cute little 250ml <laughs> can thinking what the hell is happening US one pinter <laughs> I did wonder when he was when he was saying about who's going to have a big four pint jug. Yeah. Oh dear, I've gone the wrong way. Um, Listen, yeah. at fifteen percent, a, a little can like that is 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 not a bad idea, actually, is it? Yeah, it's. Um, I I think after I may have one more after this. I am at work tomorrow, but who knows? <laughs> I may have one more, but I don't think it'll be like this. Um, I know there's not a lot, I know there's no fruit in this and it's maple sweetness. And so going back to your first question really yeah. was, what's my favourite? And I know we had a, we mentioned this in a little Facebook chat earlier mm. and I couldn't think of one straight away, but I have now. And I think it was about two years ago, maybe when I had it, uh, Black Iris Princess Slayer. Yeah. With got cherry and barrel aging and everything, and that just absolutely blew my mind and probably kicked those doors open for stats for me. Um, so that's probably my favourite ever. Good stuff. Sean, yeah. thank you very much. Yes, everyone. <laughs> uh, Misha, you, uh, you're, I, I, are you drinking the same as Alex? Or I, I hope you've given him the elbow and, uh, and told him that you're, uh, you're not sharing your beer uh, at all with him. So come on, tell, tell us what you're drinking tonight. We are sharing. We're having. Oh, that's half lovely. Of, half of this one, and we've not started another one yet. So. Yeah, we've got um, we've got a milk stout um, from uh, Black Sheep Brewery, but we haven't had many milk stouts before. I always remember my dad telling me about uh, Mackesons or something like yeah. milk stout. Yeah. Um, and I think we tried one from Bristol Beer Factory. I think we had a milk stout, but we haven't we haven't had many milk stouts. And then the other one we've got is from a brewery that we've never tried before, which is an intrepid brewing company. It's called um, Odin uh, Vanilla Porter. 
Yeah. Um, so yeah, never tried something from there. Didn't realise they are in the Peak District. I looked them up, but do, do you are. sell some of their stuff? Sean? Yeah, we, we've sold intre- we've sold Intrepid in the past. They they um. I think they swapped over ownership. They they used to be linked to uh, the um, is it the Angles Rest in Bamford? I think is a, a community interest pub. And um, is it Alex Laura, uh, uh, the the guy that we went to the brewery once, didn't it we? It was uh, Ben. Oh Ben, excuse me, it. that's it. Yeah. yeah. We went to the brewery, and um, in the end, uh, they were involved in the community interest pub, and that was going really well in Bamford but in the end um, uh, I, I don't think he wanted to continue with the brewing and so uh, was it High Peak Brewery that had yeah. the designs who bought the Intrepid uh, uh, brewery kit and so High Peak became Intrepid and used the, the High Peak uh, branding on their bottles but used the Intrepid name so it's a, a complicated little sort of marriage um, if the brewing's still in the place where me and Laura went uh, a few years back, it was a beautiful little place, just uh, again up in the Peak District, and uh, the type of place that, uh, if you were a brewer, uh, the type of place I would imagine that you, you, uh, you're in heaven every morning, uh, turning up at a, a place like that. Uh, so good, a nice, sweet, and and. And, and, and generous flavour, yeah. I mean, yeah. The thing that I find interesting about the, the milk stout is compared to some of the like imperial or fruity or really high alcohol percentage <laughs> stouts that other people seem to have is that the sort of sweetness you get from the lactose or whatever, the, I don't know exactly how it works, is a different type of uh, sweetness. It, it's, it's not too much and it's, it's only, this is only 4.4%. Yeah. It's got a nice sort of like background sweetness to it which if people haven't had milk stouts, I think is worth a try. Okay. Uh, 4.4%, you can have another six of those tonight and not worry one bit. Thank you very much, uh, you two. Uh, we'll go to another uh, uh, pairing up this time, Andy and John um, on there. So are you guys sharing as well or are we on individual beers? Uh, yeah, we're sharing. Um, uh, we've gone for the Nutty Ambassador, as you mentioned earlier. Uh, you see that on the screen um, and I kind of picked it because I wanted a, kind of a local beer and something that is a bit different um, I, I really like the nutty kind of taste with it it's actually the first time I've had it um, uh, but I'm not disappointed so John you had it before I don't know if I have actually no I like the brewery though they're always too the Twitter's always seems to be really good stouts. It seems to be something they really specialise in. Um, but no, no, it's, it's very, very drinkable, going down quite fast. Um, to go on to favourite stouts, uh, I'm really bad at remembering names, but James will remember the uh, Caramelly stout, was it, we had at Indie Beer Feast? That was just ridiculous and just like yeah, it was all out. I, t- I talked about it on the uh, Hopcast. In fact, I, br- I think I brought it along to uh, an episode of the Hopcast a few weeks ago, and I can't remember who it is either. It was a Dutch brewery. <laughs> uh, Sean or Laura will remember what I'm talking about. I'm sure they will. Uh, uh, Laura will remember what you're talking I'm about. That, guys. <laughs> <laughs> was it Keys? Keys? Ah, yes, it was. Yes, out? it was. Um, yeah, barrel aged. <sighs> Caramel yeah, thing, fudge cake. <laughs> yeah, it was fudge nice. cake. That's that. That was one. Yeah, um, and the other one that I'd mention, um, which I can't get enough at the moment. I've seen you ordering every time I buy beer, is Crossing the Threshold by Everdale. It's just I just love it. All right, good stuff. Good stuff. Cheers. Uh, thank you. That's top stuff, boys. Thank you, uh, Tony. You're uh, uh, you're on next, buddy. Well, you see, unfortunately, I went for the exact same beer. Oh, no, that's not unfortunate. That shows its popularity. It and... is, it is. So, um, so I'm fairly new to stouts. Um, I've always loved my IPAs and my pails. Um, and actually, this is the stout that got me back into stouts, or into stouts, not back into, because I think the, the, the only stout I'd probably, or anything like a stout I'd had before this, was probably a Guinness, which really put me off. Um, too much cold coffee, not much else. Um, but actually this is really nice the nuttiness, the sweetness 
Um, and it's the first stout we had in the shop on tap. Um, and it's awesome. If you've not had it draft, it is amazing draft. It's pretty good in can. It's even better draft. It's really, really good. Um, so, yeah, that was that was the one I chose. Um, good stuff. Yeah, pretty good I, beer. I think I've often described Nutty Ambassador as a, as a, a, a mini version of, of this. I was once in uh, Shakespeare's having a drink with Adam uh, from the crew. And I got half of Nutty Ambassador on cask. And we were also drinking Omnipolo Noah on, on later that night. And um, Adam picked up my beer off the side and had a sniff and taste of it. And I said, who's is this? Who's is this? And I had a drink of it. And I, I accused him of opening a bottle of Noah uh, earlier than he should have in the night. <laughs> um, and we confused ourselves. And so I think it's very much a, a, a nutty, creamy, milky a uh, smaller version of, of the one that uh, I'm drinking there. So I often use that line, a mini Noah, uh, uh, when, when we're, in the, uh, we're in the shop there. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. Tony, thank you very much. Brilliant, that. And uh, so uh, Little Critters winning so far on the, uh, the popularity stakes. Uh, Pete, you're up next, the other Pete. Hi. Hi, everyone. Hi. Um, yeah, a bit like um, Tony and other Sean. I, I didn't get into stouts for a long, long time. Uh, I've been drinking ale for for a very long time, but um, yeah, again, the the heaviness of, of more traditional stouts and not liking coffee. So a lot of porters just just uh, turned me off, really. Um, but my wife, my wife really likes uh, darker beers, and uh, and I think that's kind of helped sway me a little bit. Um, and uh, today I've, I've kept it local as well, a bit like my namesake, um, and gone for Drone Valley Brewery Russian Imperial. Um, I, I don't know if anyone's uh, familiar with uh, Drone Valley. It's a, it's a not-for-profit, um, again, a, a community brewery. Um, and all the profits they make go to local causes. Any, anyone within this 18 area who has a sort of vaguely noble cause can, can apply for, for funding. Um, so it's, it's a great setup and I'm not, I'm not sort of personally involved by the way. It's not a plug. I just love what they do and, and they make great beers. And, um, in, uh, in, in our house, we have a, a, a phrase which is uh, dangerously drinkable and that, that applies very much so to, to this one. It's only 7.5. Um, so obviously lower than, than some of the other stouts out there, but boy, does it go down a treat. I mean, I, <laughs> you you just wouldn't know it's seven and a half percent, basically, and you, you could drink it all day and not know it till the next next morning. <laughs> so, I, I think your giggle is beginning to give the seven and a half percent away, uh, Pete. <laughs> um, um, it's just a lovely, well balanced uh, beer, um, and and goes down a dream. Um, in terms of where where I'd like to be drinking it, I think. Um, to be honest, any, any of the Dronfield pubs because I miss them all, and uh, we're we're very lucky here uh, in Dronfield. We've got we've got a good good selection. So, yeah, <laughs> good stuff. Uh, and are you are you a, a, a an owner down at? It's a community ownership. So is it ten quid, fifteen quid, or something like that to be? Uh, ten quid, yeah, for life lifetime membership. Yeah, I'm I'm a member. Yeah. Um, I think you're invited sometimes to go down uh, and bottle and things and help. Uh, so anyone looking for a bit of brewery experience or link up, it's it's a nice idea. Yeah, absolutely. And they they also do um, work experience for the local um, secondary school. Yeah. So every summer they get uh, sixteen year olds down in in the ton. In the way, which is great. <laughs> um, Good stuff. Go on, Pete. You asked about um, favourite ever stouts as well. Yeah. Um, and it got me thinking. And I remember an amazing beer years and years ago, which I, I think they, they just, it was from Elkley, I think, although it might have been a collaboration. Um, they did a beer called Westwood, which was a, a white chocolate stout. Yes. Absolutely. It's beautiful. Oh, so good. Um, I think they brought it back because it was so popular. They, they did a, a limited run and then brought it back. I'd love them to bring that back again. It was just a pudding in a bottle. It was beautiful. Do, do, you, do you know the background of the name of Westwood as well? Um, presumably the, uh, the, the DJ, Tim Westwood. It, it, it was, yeah, Tim yeah. Westwood. Very, very uh, clever name, yeah. yeah. 
<laughs> Good stuff. That that really is a, a beer that uh, will live long in my memory. I, I, I'm not sure why they just why they don't brew it as a permanent beer. It was so okay. popular and and so delicious. I'm not sure. Good stuff. Nice memory, Pete. That Ness, you are up next, my boy. You like a big stout, don't you? I do. I think I've probably got the opposite problem of uh, <laughs> tried a few too many. So uh, the beer I've picked, obviously for me at the moment, um, a lot of the stouts that I have, you know, sort of get lost within each other because a lot are very adjunct heavy, very sweet yeah. and not necessarily that different. And um, there's one brew that I quite like that stands out sometimes for better, sometimes for worse. And that's uh, Ultra from uh, the Netherlands. Yeah. So I've got their nice uh, sessionable uh, Staff Sergeant, which is their uh, ice distilled imperial stout at a nice uh, 18.6%. <laughs> so it is is very, very thick, very, very boozy, um, but not overly sweet, actually. It's really nice. It's, it's sort of almost leathery, sort of smoky, peaty, and actually is, is nice for not being super sweet and, and super desserty. So I'm, I'm really, really enjoying it. Good stuff. There, there is a clear and definite room for absolute, just classic, straight-up stouts. And uh, I've not had one yet. Perhaps some of you, you lot of, uh, in fact, I can see some big fans. The the new Smod um, Imperial Russian Stout is a clean, straight-up big stout. Laura's already given it thumbs up. If Laura gives a, a stout a thumbs up, I know it's it's world world class. For Richard to give a thumbs up for a stout as well is even even more impressive, although I think he might have been turned now by Laura into a, uh, an absolute dark monster. Um, <laughs> where we, they're, coming, they're coming up next. They're coming up next. Uh, so, Nath, good stuff, that. Uh, uh, and uh, have a think about all-time favourite. I'd be interested in your all-time favourite. Uh, we'll come back to that uh, if we get time at the end. Laura and Rich, um, uh, we're, we're always to us uh, a couple of uh, polar opposites, and um, that was down to that was down to uh, very much in a beer sense, of course. Um, that was down to Laura's love of massive stouts and Richard's love of massive hops, and their wedding beers uh, reflected yeah. that beautifully and famously uh, as well. But uh, I've, I've, I've detected a blurring of the lines now. Have you managed to? Um, influence each other across across the boundaries uh, I, would, mm. I mean i would say so yeah, yeah. to an extent i mean for me noah was the gateway drug just like it was for you sean yeah um well i can't, I can't give it up <laughs> well, yeah will at heart pied out saved us a bottle and gave it us one day and he was like this is amazing you love it and I think that was the starter. And then maybe a, a certain evening in Copenhagen where we went to what was then the evil twin bar, him, Yeah. Um, and the guys who left the table before us left basically half a pint of every stout that was on cask that night. <laughs> and me and Laura and Will and Jules basically just had a free evening of drinking absolutely ridiculous ridiculous stout I, I do not condone mine sweeping under normal circumstances <laughs> they, they told us to drink them in fairness yeah um but yeah one of the ones for me that evening was the uh, big ass money stout that was an absolute banger mm. does it have money in it it claims yeah. it but I, I, I don't Apparently. i don't yeah, I don't know how they would. Uh, does anyone have any brewing expertise that Put some would... dollar bills in the brew or something? I don't know. Yeah, yeah, perhaps so. They might have burnt them as they were throwing them in just for a little bit of smokiness. Um, yeah, so, what are you on tonight, you two? We we're on the second one now. We we did open um, this, uh, the honey laku from Piala. Piala. Yeah. Um. It's from, basically, despite the fact that we have a beer shop, uh, we do tend to save a lot with Sean, and a lot of them tend to be big stouts. So we ma- basically have a massive box full of stouts. It's come from our stash of that. So we've moved on now to, is this, who's this one from? Is this, it's also from Sean. Oh, this is from Sean as well. So this is, uh, we're on Demolin's Cake and Comfort. Mm-hmm. Um, 
it's an 11 point easy drinking 11.9 percent you know uh barrel brandy barrel aged pastry stout ish uh it's delicious yeah uh, the other one was really the honey liquor was like sort of like a boozy grandma's fruit cake situation which i enjoy so this one this one yeah. feels quite light in comparison yes i'd, I'd, I'd say the <laughs> i'd say the piala was better uh, I, I don't know. I do. I do fine with some of the Demolin stouts. The standard versions are often better than the barrel aged. Yeah, they just seem a bit thicker and a bit more concentrated. So anyway, we're probably drunk already. Yeah, I'm hammered. Uh, <laughs> in, in terms of favourite stouts, I my favourite beer is already um, Anagram. Yeah, the blueberry cheesecake stout by Omnipolo and Duggars. But also, um, Bowen Luke by Against the Grain is a cracker, but it's really hard to get hold of and really bloody expensive. But I really recommend that one if you see it. And 70k, which I've never seen in this country before, apart from an indie man, 70k is probably that's against the grain, yeah, yeah, another against the grain beer. 35k you see quite often, but 70k, no, um. But that's, I'd say that's up there. Probably with the Michaela Stella 8, which they only released, I think, 500 yeah. bottles on. That, that is the pinnacle of stouts for me, I think. Good stuff. Uh, you two got a line tomorrow morning as well, have you? Oh. No. Oh, this 11 is... hours in the shop tomorrow, Sean. Have you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Listen, uh, uh, thank you very much, you two, for your little stouty little combination there. And we'll skip on to the Hebden Arms. We've teased Darren when he was on the uh, the podcast that uh, he lived in a pub. And uh, he's, he's come up with the same backdrop tonight for us. So, uh, Darren, tell us all about your uh, your pub and your stout. Okay, complete with bottles tonight. Uh, I see what you mean about it looking like a pub, so uh, I'm going to get that sign up there somehow. Um, as, as Sean knows, I'm, I'm really a hothead. I'm into my pails and white IPAs and my dippers, but um, I do like the occasional stout, although I do tend to go for the ones without the adjuncts in. Uh, for example, my favourite stout glass is my Sam Smith's Imperial Stout glass, but it doesn't have Sam Smith's Imperial Stout in it tonight. What it's got in is my all-time favourite, which is the Colonel Imperial Brown Stout, um, London 1856, which uh, I'm sure everybody's tried on here. If they haven't, then they should do. Uh, it's uh, full of coffee flavours, chocolate flavours, even though it's got none of the adjuncts in it, uh, full of filth and coltar, really. And I absolutely love it. Sean knows I hardly ever go in his shop and come out with that one. There is no greater word than filth uh, for that beer, uh, Darren. It, it's absolutely staggeringly good and is, is probably, uh, certainly for me, uh, my, my favourite ever non-adjunct stout. It's absolute total and utter class and yeah. uh, an excellent choice, that one. There's been a couple from De Merlin that have come close, but that's, uh, it's, it yeah. does it for me. Yeah. yeah. Good stuff. Darren, thank you very much. Yes. We'll all come round to the Ebden Arms when all this is over. And, <laughs> you're uh, very welcome. You'll get ready for a big night. Um, <laughs> Paul, you're up next, buddy. And uh, you're the only one, I think, wearing a stout T-shirt. I've got Yes, I've tonight. got my stout T-shirt on this evening. So Are you wearing stout pants as well? No, I don't have any stout pants. Ah, yeah. That's ruined it. There's a merchandising opportunity for me. <laughs> yeah, um, go on, tell us about your beer. Well, then, so my beer tonight is Necessary Evil from Thornbridge uh, and part of the reason is because I've been with my partner for 30 years and we weren't married and last year we decided we would okay so being a couple of beer heads both of us we decided we'll get married at Thornbridge Hall okay so we got Ooh. married just just four of us just two and two witnesses we had the whole hall to ourselves for the day uh, it's fantastic. So we've got pictures of us by the fireplace, which is, you know, where the branding comes from, and by the statue that used to be on the Thornbridge labels, you know, so we've got loads of beery photos from our wedding day. It's fantastic. Yeah, that's cool. uh, that's and this beer came out about this time last year, uh, and I thought it was quite a funny comment, necessary evil on getting married after 30 years. <laughs> so I ended up sending a text, because we didn't tell anybody, no family, no friends, 
just the two witnesses knew we were doing it. So I sent a text to my sister with a picture of the bottle of beer from the night after the wedding, just saying, when every drop does its necessary goal, which is a nonsense sentence, but if you take the first letter, it spells wedding. So we sent that text to everybody, and nobody realised what we were about. They just thought we were drunk, drinking strong beers. <laughs> so about a month later, when we told everybody, they sort of saw the joke, kind of, not really. But anyway, we thought it was funny <laughs> sending them the text. And we ended up getting a wedding present, which was a necessary evil clock, which is a clock they bought a necessary evil from my sister. So the beer means quite a lot to us. And for me, I've been drinking stouts forever. And I just think this is a beautiful example of a bourbon barrel-aged stout, 13%. Uh, and I just love it. I think it's a fantastic beer. Uh, Richard will be happy because I bought it from his beer shop a couple of weeks ago. He still has some. I think he's still got some left. So cheers, Richard, for that. Well, Paul, I think uh, talking about memories, uh, I, I think that'll be a hard memory for anyone to beat tonight, actually. <laughs> a, a, beer, a beer from your, uh, your, your wedding day. The, the obvious question here is that uh, your two witnesses uh, are a key to this story. Um, were, were, were they two brewers wearing brewing, brewing wellies? Or? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> they were two friends who had moved to Spain. And we chose them because they couldn't tell anybody because they live in Spain, so they couldn't spill the beans. So they literally just flew over for the wedding and then flew back after staying with us for a week. So no, nothing oh, to do with oh. brewing, unfortunately. So. <laughs> <laughs> that uh, hopefully guaranteed you a honeymoon in, in Spain as well, of course. And if yeah, well, we were planning to go this summer. Well, about a month oh, ago, but obviously it oh. all went to pot, so yeah. Yeah, they'll be, they'll be waiting for you. Hopefully yeah, they'll have yeah. a bottle of necessary evil waiting for you on your, <laughs> your arrival. Yeah. Um, oh, brilliant. Yeah, try and just quickly, you know, memorable stouts, your favourite. Mine is um, a Brooklyn, um, uh, Brooklyn Black Ops. Yeah. Everybody remembers it. Yeah. Big 750 bottles, brilliant beer. It's got champagne yeast in it, so it's it's a really sort of it's the only stout I've had like that, and it's it was really beautiful. I've got one in the beer cellar. I almost cracked it open for tonight for this, which would have been a seven fifty, so I'd have won that competition as well. <laughs> but I didn't. So you uh, you're top on the memory uh, competition, so don't yeah. worry about Cheers. that. You've, Thank you, you've, you've nailed it there. Good stuff, Paul. Thank you very much, uh, Stuart. You're uh, you're up next. And then we've got Laura and then James to finish. Then so perfect timing. Hi guys, um, I was thinking of, I've only got into Stouts the last four years and um, thinking to myself, what should I get? Well, it had to be one place from my home city, Manchester. So from Cloudwater, I decided to get the Aspiration Arouses itself, which is a, a blended stout, which means it's two different stouts blended and aged for two and a half months in a Speyside whiskey barrels. It is one of the nicest stouts I've drunk in a long time, to be honest. It is super smooth. And the whiskey only just comes through. It's not overpowering. It is, And it, there's no sweetness to it, neither. It is just so smooth and so easy drinking. At 9.5%, I wish I bought more of these, to be honest. It is <laughs> fantastic. That's how good it is. Um, have you got a, a bit of a stouty cellar then now, Stuart? Have you got a few few tucked away somewhere? Do you know what? I, I did. Uh, and you, the only beers I've got saved stout-wise is um, a couple of yellow bellies, which I absolutely love. Yeah. And I, I don't want to drink them now because I can't get them again. Um, <laughs> one from um, one of my friends, Paul, at uh, Rat Brewery kind of thing, who did a, a special for us and... He said, drink it in two years. Well, I still don't drink it, just in case it ain't good enough yet. Um, and I passed this to my wife, and I knew how good it was because I didn't get it back for about two minutes. So <laughs> it's, but yeah, this Cloudwater have, have always blown me away, to be honest, with a lot of the beers. Um, I really do like them. Love going down to the brewery and stuff like that. It's, yeah. Are, yeah, they, are they your favourite Manchester brewery or would, would track? No, track, track, no, no, yeah. track, track by a mile to be honest for me. Yeah, um, when we popped down to when they were in the arches and then one of my friends did all the electrics for them in the new place and we popped to that and that, again, it was just absolutely amazing experience but their beers were brilliant that day. Yeah, they were be nice. Just, nice to see them find. Yeah, be nice to see them find a new home, won't it? Uh, yeah, you may get on the electrics again on the next job. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But I've I've thoroughly enjoyed this. Um, 
Going about favourite beers, again, Yellow Belly's probably up there. And the Stella 6, I think it was, which I had at one of my friend's weddings, was probably the only beer I've ever rated a 5 on untapped. But the most memorable beer was at Leeds Beer Festival two years ago from De Molen, which was, um, I think it was a, fr- a, fr- a freeze distilled beer. It was at 26, 27%. And that third lasted me a long, long time. In fact, I had to share it because it was so thick and I'd had quite a few beers by that point. But that was really good. That was really good. But yeah, good. only just getting into stouts. Loving them now. Absolutely loving them. Good stuff. Thank you. Brilliant stuff. Yeah, cheers. Uh, Laura, the lovely Laura. Go on. Hello. Hello. Um, so I've gone quite sensible. I've brought a 5.3% beer uh, from Double Barreled Brewery, uh, who were based in Reading. Um, it's called Black Rain Frog, which if any of you don't know what a Black Rain Frog looks like, please Google it now because it will bring you joy. Um, it's a breakfast stout uh, with lactose and coffee in it. Um, it's quite sweet, but it's um, it's really lovely, really smooth, really easy drinking. Um, I, you don't really see that many double barrel beers around, I don't think. Um, so husband and wife team, Mike and Lucy, who run it, they're absolutely lovely. Um, and they've also fairly recently got guy called Joe on board who used to work for the New Zealand Beer Collective who is one of my favorite glasses wearers in the beer industry um so uh, he uh, kindly left one of these for me um we weren't able to get to Indie Beer Feast this year uh, but double barreled one of the breweries that were represented um so I thought it was a, a good opportunity to uh, to drink it today um and yes yeah, really really good um in terms of favorite stouts ever i think sean you were present at my uh discovery of my favorite stout of all time because it was at indie man quite a few Tonk- years ago Tonka. <laughs> when i had i got a hawk's head tonka and as soon as i sniffed it i was like what is what is this smell and i was on my own at the time and i was like running around victoria baths trying to find sean and jim to tell them how amazing this beer was um and uh, yeah i had a bottle of it recently but um sadly i don't feel like i will be buying it anymore no folks had have treated their staff appallingly so uh, i'm in the market for a new uh, a new three favorite. bean <laughs> did, did, has three bean not edged out Lovig three no, bean not, uh, not, edged, actually, not edged it out i actually i prefer Lovig sipping into darkness over right. three bean um, i do like three bean but just not, it's just not quite as, as good as sipping into darkness or... We, we should point out that we went on the, the train, of course, to, to Indian Man, and from leaving the station, uh, Laura said the word Tonka about 768 <laughs> times, and so was, was particularly keen uh, to, to get to that beer. But you were right, Laura. You, you were absolutely bang right. It was stunning. And that, that was the first time I'd ever even heard of a Tonka bean. I don't, I don't know whether, whether, whether you had knew, knew of them before. No. no. No, completely new discovery, completely new flavour. And uh, yeah, still think if, they if are. Only, if only they were native to the Lake District. Uh, uh, <laughs> we, we would all. What about, have Abbeydale never done a Tonka bean? Uh, be inspired no. by you. No, maybe I All should right. get one. <laughs> I, I think you should. Um, I, I'll find out whether anyone sells them in the Moor Market. For you. <laughs> <laughs> um, James, James, you're the last in my uh, my. Unless I need to press another button and another screen full of people. Um, <laughs> no, no, there's no. Yeah, you're you're the last in my little gallery. So I will. Anyone that's not given us a favourite stout, we've got five minutes. Unless James goes on all night, uh, we've got we've got five minutes to uh, revisit any any favourite stouts or or favourite uh, places to uh, uh, sub to your beer. James, go on. I'm taking your time. Sorry, well, I, I got confused. I misunderstood. I didn't realise it was Stout Sunday. I thought it was Smith's Sunday. <laughs> so I've brought. Jo- no, I'm kidding. I'm not really. Um, so uh, no, I, no. I you, you now you now need to tell us about that can and where the content. Uh, <laughs> No, that's still uh, that's st- still very much. That's uh, going back in the fridge. That for uh, that's an emergency beer. But what, um, what did you clean your toilets, James? 
um, I thought I was going quite big because I've gone ten and a half percent, and I think this is probably actually one of the smallest beers that we've had on uh, tonight. But it's been in my fridge for about eighteen months. I might just need to call on Laura slightly to help me with the pronunciation of of this because it's an Abbeydale beer uh, that's been sat in my fridge aging a bit. So it's Methuselah. Is that is that how you say it? Methuselah, I would probably say. Well, Methuselah. anyway, it's it's a barrel-aged imperial stout um, that Abbeydale released. I think it was at the beginning of 2019. Um, and so it's been sat in my fridge kind of waiting for a special occasion. And that occasion is today. Um, so it's a barrel-aged imperial stout. It's very, very nice. Can I also point out the fact that I'm the only person that has come with the appropriate branded uh, Beer Central glassware. Oh, no, Laura has as well. All right. But brownie points for Laura. There we go. And Sean. So, I did uh, spot that, Laura. Thank you. I just didn't want to mention it. There we go. In, in terms of favourite stouts, um, now you mentioned 3B, and I'm a big fan of 3B. Uh, but what I was initially thinking about, I'm really rubbish at remembering good beers that uh, I've had. But a couple of months ago, um, well, it be more than that because we were allowed in pubs a couple of months ago, but um, beginning of the year, I had a Amundsen dessert in a can, the Neapolitan ice cream, and that was phenomenally beautiful. Um, so it's probably not the best out I've ever had, but it's the only one I can remember. So that gets my, uh, that gets my vote. Get your vote. Okay, good stuff, James. Thank you very much, uh, as ever. Anyone else got any uh, favourites that they've remembered? Favourite of all time? <laughs> Stuart's already on his sushi, by the way, which is uh, making me very hungry. Yeah, good lad. Good I lad. would like to Go put on, Laura. in for Siren. It's a, it's a porter, but they did a beer called Bones of a Sailor Pad. Yeah, they did. Three. Yeah, and it was a Pedro Jimenez barrel aged yeah. cacao nibs and raspberry porter, and it was so good. And I still dream about it to this day because <laughs> it was so good. Why don't Siren make beers like that anymore? Yeah, Laura, they they, they launched at the weekend a, a brand new beer, and and it was a session IPA, um, which uh, I, I I did think. Um, uh, that they ought to have perhaps made a big hoo-ha about launching some big, massive Imperial Portrait or Stout. Bones of a Sailor Part 4 probably means nothing, but um, there's room there in the uh, in the market for that, I'm sure. Good good pick, though, Laura. Brilliant beer. Anyone else got any uh, all-time favourite? Well, not up. yet. Not yet, but I'm kind of hoping or wondering whether my uh, current favourite stout might be taken over by one that's on its way to me on Tuesday from Sean, which is the new Smod um, Russian Imperial Stout, which I've heard great things about. It's, it's fantastic, yes. You'll love it, I'm sure. Yeah, looking forward to that. I think my favourite stout is one that I had in uh, War Pigs last year, Smouldering Holes, which is just thick and treacly and smoky and lovely. Um, and I've got three three bottles left of the barrel-aged special release that they did, the 12 months and the 15 months and the 18 months. I don't drink them. Kirsty has also had that at War Pigs, and I reckon Laura and Rich probably have as well. So Yeah, uh, enjoyed it you, very much. Did you all have an absolute um, lorry load of meat while you were in there as well? Yes. Oh, yeah, and all the yeah. sauces as well, and the macaroni cheese. Oh, my God. Take me back to <laughs> yeah. Copenhagen now. Um, yeah, we... They also do a beer called You Fucked Me Up and I'm Furious, and that's a really yeah. good you... <laughs> You, 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 you are, you are portraying that via your face at the moment, Laura. Or you were. Your frown, your frown was portraying the. So we we the went out for beers during the day. I think we've been to Bruce, and then we went back to War Pigs, had the barbecue, ate too much, went back to the hotel for a sleep, and then went back out for more beers afterwards. <laughs> you know. Messy. Yeah, but it was you know. Cheers, Pete. Thank you. Uh, James, I've not seen the, the end of any of these sessions, so I, I, I guess that we thank everyone for uh, for coming along. And uh, this group will always be known as the Secret Stout Club, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> and um, if at any time any of you want to share a stout, uh, uh, I, I, am, I'm, I am there uh, to assist and help. Absolutely no problem. Should I share a secret? Go on, Pete. 
when when Simon mentioned that he gave away a can of his Monstro to a couple of mates, I was one of those mates. <laughs> I'm happy. <though. laughs> Sorry. I was going to mention it actually, Pete, but I thought, well, I'll, I'll leave it. <laughs> Simon, if you want to post your your bank details on here at the the end of the event, we'll all transfer our. I'm going to guess at five dollars a can. So let's, and the let's, trans, let's translate that into three fifty each. I know the the exchange rate is good at the moment, so we'll we'll, we'll back it across to you. <laughs> you can put that towards your flight. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> Cheers then, guys. Thank Sean, you very much. James, just, is that all just, right? Yeah, just one thing that remains is for our obligatory beer selfie. Um, so we just need everyone to hold up their cans and glasses if you've still got anything uh, in it. Uh, and uh, if we all smile. And uh, yeah, I think that's looking pretty good. There we go. That'll do us nicely. We'll take a screenshot of that and that'll be brilliant. Good stuff. Thank you. I think that's been a very successful uh, Chef Hot Fest, I would guess. Cheers, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. See you all Bye. later. Bye. 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 Bye.